The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is great to be back with you again this week, and we have an exciting show planned. Before we get right into this very, very important topic, I wanted to mention that the brand new issue of 1111 Magazine is out, and it is incredible, so I want you to definitely dive into that. It is free online all of the time. It is a way that I can celebrate other individuals and share with the world many of the wonderful Uh, philosophies as well as techniques that are out there in the world. In the current issue, you will read articles featuring Neil Donald Walsh around making the species, Dr. Jamie Turndorf about someone passing on and reuniting with that loved one in heaven. J.P. Sears is a new take on spirituality from a more comical point of view, and also passion, authenticity, and activism from Chris Sade and Andrew Harvey. There's that and so much more in the magazine, so definitely go to 1111mag.com anytime, and you can access all of the issues for free. In addition, 1111 is now available on audio. If you are too busy and on the go, then you can grow on the go with 1111 audio. Uh, Definitely also connect with me on social Social media at Simran Singh 1111 or at 1111 Magazine. I'm very excited today to have my guest Acharya Shunya on. She is speaking on a topic that is near and dear to all of us. It has to do with our health. Right now in the world, so often we are more focused in consciousness on disease and symptoms rather than we are really on true health. The topic today is about Ayurveda lifestyle wisdom, and this is a complete prescription to optimize your health, prevent disease, and live with vitality and joy. And that is the name of the best-selling book by Acharya Shunya. Acharya is a title bestowed on a master of this art and science, and Shunya is her name, and so that is what we're going to go by during the course of the show. Habits of self-neglect and self-betrayal may initially seem easy. Like weeds, they crop up and thrive through our inattention. Bound in self-defeating habits and addictions, dependencies and negativities, many of us live quite artlessly. The lifestyle of Ayurveda is itself an art form, a means wherein we are encouraged to meditate on, to plan, and to weigh carefully our options, and only then to choose. Ayurveda lifestyle wisdom learned with patience and allowed to soak into your soul acts as a weed destroyer. The knowledge contained in this wisdom has the power to recondition your consciousness and take you beyond your negative habits so that slowly and steadily you transcend the default modes that are no longer serving you and gratefully learn new ways of self-care. These are words from Acharya Shanya's book, Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, a complete prescription to optimize your health, prevent disease, and live with vitality and joy. Uh, Archanya Shunya is 
an expert in this, having learned from from her own Baba. She is an international recognized spiritual teacher who awakens health and consciousness through Ayurvedic lifestyle and Vedic spiritual teachings. She's the founder of Vedica Global, a wisdom school and spiritual community in California, and is president of the California Association of Ayurvedic Medicine. You can find out more about her during and after the show at acharyashunya.com. Welcome, Shunya, to 1111 Talk Radio. It's a pleasure to have you here. Pleasure to be here, Simran. I want to dive right into this topic because it is so important, especially now. People are combating so many different types of illnesses and disease, and it does seem that we are more wrapped up in a consciousness of ill health rather than a consciousness of health. Talk about the distinction between Western medicine's approach to health versus the Ayurvedic medicine approach to health. Yes, if we want health, we have to think health. We have to imagine what health is like. We have to welcome it, Simran, at every level, not only um, in every cell, but in our in our every thought. And what I find is that while health is something we want, all we really do is uh, obsess about disease. And we have a medicine, the mainstream medicine, which... You know, I I appreciate all the benefits of it, especially urgent care. But at the same time, it does not impart an empowering perspective or approach towards health and towards accepting it, curating it, crafting it, and then enjoying it. Instead, in Ayurvedic medicine, we are told that health is our birthright. We are told that health is our default nature. And we are told that don't worry if you are suffering from disease because that is a state of imbalance. And here, here are things you can do to balance yourself and then go, have fun, enjoy your health. And that is why my book is also, um, you know, filled with various case studies of people who are, you know, who I've been meeting as I've been teaching and healing across America. And these are people who had pretty grim diagnosis and they were suffering from conditions that, quote unquote, never really, you know, never really get overcome. And one just lives with prescription pills or even surgeries at some point. And even my own health, Simran, as you may have read in the book, I suffer from a immunological, um, you know, condition, a, a genetic aberration. A lot of people with my condition are in wheelchairs or have had multiple surgeries. But I'm walking, I'm running, and and the people who um, I have uh, mentioned in my book, these are people suffering from a, a range of conditions from multiple sclerosis, to ulcerative colitis, to chronic depression, obesity, all of these people, they focused upon health and that is what Ayurveda did. It connects us to nature. It connects us to what did we do that caused ill health and that is in the realm of our choices. So yeah, that's what I would say, Simran, that it's a big difference and it makes all the difference then in how we approach life you know the book is really powerful from the moment that you open it because you do read these stories of people that have had various health issues and how 
through the rebalancing of their system and their life and stepping into the natural rhythms that Ayurveda teaches, they truly do change their lives. And so just in reading the initial stories of the book, there is a level of hope. And I know that your Baba speaks in one of the passages about hope versus hopelessness when it comes to our health. And I found that to be a very profound statement uh, around the connection of hopelessness and disease. And I'd like for you to talk a little bit about that, because if nothing else, I'd love for people to pick up the book just to, at the very basic level, re-enliven their level of hope and vision for their health. You know, once I was at a conference, Simran, and I was asked, what do you do? Can you talk about yourself on the stage? And for thousands of people, I said, I give hope. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what I found is in my, uh, in my, in, in my lifetime, I've been around for five decades now. And I think I've been involved with Ayurveda from probably day one, because I was born in such a family that, you know, lived this knowledge as a way of life. I would say that the moment hope comes back, the moment we start expecting a light at the end of the tunnel, then that light slowly and steadily starts approaching us and then becomes our living reality. And what our current ideas and thoughts and conversations that we have amongst ourselves and worse with ourselves uh, is that there is no hope. It's a dismal scenario. And I mean, really, what else? Once you get diagnosed with a grim disorder, what do you do but expect side effects and expect a slow degeneration of our you know, energy and our stamina and our ability to cope with harsh chemicals? So hope goes first. And with hope, um, as hope dims, I think what really dims within us is our connection with our healthy self within, we start living a false life, a life where we have somewhat told ourselves that this is it. And it's, we might just as well just, you know, climb into some dark box and close the covers and just sit there and wait and wait for even darker times and even more deeper pain than we can talk about or even share. It's a lonely experience to be diseased in the modern times. And uh, this loneliness and this isolation and this morbidity is of the emotional being. But then comes along Ayurveda and Ayurveda says, that's all right. Let's look at nature. Let's look at animals. Let's look at them. They too decay. But in nature, disease and suffering and drama and isolation and even a sense of I failed, none of that exists. And all of this nature and animals in nature, all of them, they are connected with the movement of the earth on its own orbit and the movement of the earth around the sun, creating seasons and a 24-hour biochronological rhythm. Here's the good news. If you can follow these rhythms, no matter what age, what stage of life, what you're dealing with, health, which is your truth, is going to reveal itself because health is the truth and it's waiting in the wings just for you to tap into it and it's going to come flooding through. When I hear these statements, when I share these statements, I experience joy within me, I experience an 
joy within my uh, within the people I'm talking to or to my readers, and then something happens. I don't know, Simran. I mean, an invisible paradigm shifting within their psychic being, and you know they allow for more, and then that allowance is always fruitful. Always, I have quoted. You know, the story of an um, 70-year-old plus Duncan there. I've quoted stories of the 22-year-old, you know, uh, Brittany Barrett over there who was was bleeding every time she went to the toilet. You know, it's just, it's across the, um, across age barriers and across um, even the type of condition. It could be something mild like acne. Or it could be even something like uh, fibromyalgia, which is hard to diagnose, or cancer. Every time people benefit from returning to nature, Simran, the question is, probably she is our mother then. Mm, Most definitely. And what I hear from you, Shunya, is the next step from hope, and that is real true belief. I find oftentimes when people are, whether it's a spiritual path or a religious path, and they're combating something in their bodies that it feels like ill health. They often go to a lot of places of affirmations and saying, I am this and I am that. But yet, on the other hand, they're doing everything to promote the idea that they are ill. And so there's this divide. And in your book, you say, this is why Ayurveda does not force us to box ourselves into being either 100% spiritual entities or 100% material entities. Ayurveda accommodates both paradigms in recognition of our inherent multidimensional existence. Talk a little bit about the power of belief, because I hear that so strongly just from your words now. It was so strong that I'm sure it rippled out into the listeners themselves to feel the power of that belief. Oh, yeah. I mean, if we are going to just dismember our spirit from our body, then we're just a hurting, ailing, bleeding you know, um, smelling inflamed organ or two. (laughs) And uh, really this dismembering of our experience and our being in society, um, not only by um, progress in a more godless point of view that was probably necessary for the march of science, but even the type of God (laughs) that is promoted today where, you know, it's, um, it's a savior mentality. Uh, whether it's God or guru, someone out there is going to save us. But Ayurveda, while being respectful to all these point of views, because you don't hear a single negative word or denouncement in the ancient texts that contain the wisdom of Ayurveda, ask us to awaken to the God within us. It asks us, to connect to the guru within us and that there is actually a third paradigm. There is the body, there is the mind, and then there is a third being, an invisible being known as the S with a capital S, you know, S, known as the self, which exists within us. And that self has been with us before our birth, through the birth, and then will be with us and... um, immutable, inexhaustible, powerful being, even through the experience of death. And this is a deep, deep conviction that Ayurveda wants to convey to us that you are not just your body and your mind. You're a powerful being. You are the self. And through the self, through meditation and it, contemplation and it, you can um, truly ignite a powerful 
a cascade of changes, metamorphosis, anytime you want. And that do not allow any system, therefore, to diminish you to only being matter. You're just matter. You're just a couple of chemicals and cells. And here, we'll inject you with more chemicals and, and you know, and, and more hormones or, uh, you know, more, more of just more of matter. It's true that matter makes us up. And that's why we have to be selective in the kind of matter we consume as in our food. But that's not our only reality. It is true that our thoughts determine much of our everyday experience. But we're the master of our thoughts and thoughts are not our only only existence and we can change our thoughts. Finally, we should also recognize that we have senses and these senses can overuse or underuse or they can abuse uh, our engagement with nature and with society and community. And so we should rein in our senses and also meditate them or, or, or gaze at the blue sky or the green grass so that they can be rested and nurtured. But finally, we are also pure consciousness, the self. And we should take a moment, take a deep breath right now, Simran, to wonder what that is about, that fourth dimension and all of us, with due respect and love and care that we give to our complete being, allows for us to have a fuller experience and then expect health. And as we follow Ayurveda, it teaches us simple things that will help us enjoy amazing health. Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, Archanya Shunya's book, has the potential to change your state of health for the better permanently. Health will manifest once you begin to live in alignment with nature's intelligence. This is the promise of Ayurveda, India's 5,000-year-old system of health and healing. It is a rite of transition from a life lived routinely or unmindfully to masterful living, encompassing the freedom that comes from embracing health consciousness, self-determination, and nature's blessings to proactively influence the course of your health and well-being. Health alone will completely undo the paradigm of disease permanently. Ayurveda proposes two methodologies toward approaching health. The first is preventative and promotive. It proposes protecting and enhancing health with a wide set of lifestyle practices. This is the wisdom approach of evoking inner health known as swastya raksha. It incorporates at every step lessons from the spiritual sister sciences of yoga and Vedanta. The second methodology is restorative. It includes disease management using herbal drugs, body treatments, and even surgery, although surgery is no longer an active modality in Ayurveda. This methodology is known as Vikara Prashamana. Both approaches are equally valid at appropriate junctures. Again, Acharya Shunya's book is Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, a complete prescription to optimize your health, prevent disease, and live with vitality and joy. Acharya Shunya is an internationally recognized spiritual teacher, ordained lineage holder, and authoritative scholar of Vedic sciences of Ayurveda, Yoga, and Vedanta. She is founder and spiritual preceptor of the Vedica Global Wisdom School and Spiritual Community in California. In 2007, she founded Vedica Global, a spiritual foundation in Northern California with a wisdom school, illuminating the sciences of Ayurveda, Yoga, and Vedanta. You can find out more about both online courses and in-person retreats and courses at her websites, acharyashunya.com, that's A-C-H-A-R-Y-A-S-H-U-N-Y-A, 
www.vedicaglobal.com or vedicaglobal.org, V-E-D-I-K-A-G-L-O-B-A-L.org. We'll be right back with Shunya. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doing. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, 
commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. At 22, Brittany Barrett was taking 18 pills a day, prescription medications from physicians who told her there wasn't much they could do about her pain and nothing they could do to cure her illness. She'd been diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Her body was literally eating holes into itself, she said, and her life felt like it was on hold. She had moved back in with her parents, and there were times she had to remain close to a bathroom. It was completely devastating. She tried to keep a positive attitude, but was numb. She was depressed. She went to support groups, but that made her even more depressed. After just a year... She became free from the condition that had once plagued her. She healed herself through the Ayurveda system of health and healing, which is India's traditional and time-proven method to establish physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. It is a way of eating, a way of living, a way of approaching life itself, and it is inherently medicinal. She became in part, she began imparting the Ayurveda lifestyle wisdom taught to her by Acharya Shunya as taught to her by her own teacher and guru, her grandfather, uh, Baba Nath, who was a known Vedic teacher and healer of his time and the line of wisdom bearers in a family that goes back uncountable generations. We are with Acharya Shunya today, and she is personally mentoring and supporting Vedika graduates who are teaching Ayurveda lifestyle courses at Stanford University's Health Improvement Program and in schools in India as well. She teaches programs at Vedika Global, a spiritual foundation that she has formed, and through her book, Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, a complete prescription to optimize your health, prevent disease, and live with vitality and joy. You can find out more at her website, acharyashunya.com. Welcome back, Shunya. I want to dive into a little bit more about Ayurveda so that people understand uh, in greater detail, if they're not familiar, what we're talking about. And you talk about balance, you talk about nature and how we have to get back into our cycles and rhythms. And there are three basic foundations that this is all based on. Can you talk a little bit about those three areas? Are you talking about the doshas, Simran? Uh, One step before the doshas where you speak about um, the three pillars of health. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ayurveda, literally, the word itself, um, Simran, means a wisdom of life. So it's a perennial teaching about how to lead our life in such a way that it becomes um, a connector to our own true health and well-being and happiness. So life can lead us astray and fill us with um, sorrow and emotional pain, or the life can be led in such a way, curated by wisdom, 
that it becomes literally a bridge back to our own true powerful spirit self and to greater and greater health and more and more expansiveness and to lead this life in such a way that it becomes a precursor for health. Ayurveda asks us to look at three pillars of this uh, life leading to health, which is food and sleep and sex. And uh, we all know that food is important, but uh, all I can say is that Ayurveda took it to a whole new level and it studied just about every food and that's available high up in the mountains, near an ocean, inside an ocean, um, growing in the plains. Uh, so fortunately, uh, the subcontinent of India where Ayurveda um, emerged as a teaching, it's a very vast uh, land and it encompasses desert climate, encompasses, you know, the Mount Everest and the snowy uh, hills of the Himalayas, oceans, rivers. And so it gives a very universal teaching about foods in terms of our, uh, you know, climate and the terrain that we live in, whether it's dry or wet and humid, or is it cold or is it hot? And based upon that, we can then... Um, enjoy more of those foods, specific foods in our palate, and that would make for health. And so when we are eating foods that are foreign, which is fine and we can enjoy them, but it's also important to know that where we live as an organism, wherever we're living, this climate is not only impacting uh, our moods or how we experience a given day, whether it's cold and, you know, cold and gray or whether it is uh, you know, warm and the sun is shining, not only does it affect our psyche, but it also affects our physiology and thereby it should also impact our choice of foods uh, it, because it does influence the choice of foods of birds and animals and even plants that grow in that terrain. We humans also have to connect with that terrain and with the climate and not just be eating foods because we read a magazine or we outsource our wisdom of how to eat to something that did not really connect with nature. And Ayurveda, though it is from India, helps universally because it explains universal food based on where we are living. And this brings about balance. And then there is the concept of sleep which is just amazing. They have taught teachings on the sleep and wake cycle. And I've quoted a few studies to show how these uh, proclamations of how to improve our sleep and have a good night's sleep are, you know, are now being validated by modern research. So there is a, not just a grain of truth, but it's in deep, deep wisdom that's, you know, coming across thousands of years because Ayurveda is said to be 5,000 years old, Simran, but it's as relevant as today. And I've had people who've had years of sleep, um, you know, challenge um, or nightmares or, uh, you know, they easily wake up or they wake up every night at 2 or 3 a.m. and then they don't know what to do with themselves you know, follow these few simple tips on sleep that my book, you know, chronicles. And uh, they're sleep like babies. 
and, uh, you know, simple things like cooking cow milk or almond milk with certain spices, including nutmeg, that is sleep-inducing, you know, massaging the soles of the feet with a few drops of warm oil as well as the ears before falling asleep. So these very simple, innocent um sounding practices will have such a deep impact who knew and when I was a child I studied about it but then as I grew older and uh, um, and as life happened with me you know the up and down there were nights I felt like I couldn't sleep but I had this wisdom to go back to but when I uh, notice people around me who can't sleep everything falls apart their immunity their forbearance their understanding, their knowledge, their entire personality gets fractured uh, if few nights of sleep are interrupted in a row. So therefore, um, sleep is so critical and Ayurveda said, let's look into it and let's make sure you sleep every night like royalty, like a baby. You're special. And I even have this um, discussion on how when my mother had passed, when I was my mother was sick because she passed away young due to a congenital condition that none of us knew about. She had a heart that, she had an issue with the heart. She had come for a, for a very short time on earth. And so once I saw her really sick and I got scared at night and I couldn't sleep thereafter. And uh, I couldn't sleep. I was afraid. I guess I was just being a child who wanted to control her reality by not falling asleep. Somehow if I fell asleep, I'd wake up with a jerk again and mom would not be well was a conclusion my child mind had made. And then Baba, my guru, my teacher, including my mother, who became healthy thereafter, came and sat with me and they would chant um, special soothing words to me, but also they would apply the oil and they would taught me how to soothe my own self. Until date, <laughs> till date, I sleep like a baby, no matter what's happening, no matter what losses are, you know, impending, what, what, what fearsome, difficult life obstacles are upon me. I say to myself, but tonight now I shall sleep like a baby. And tomorrow morning when I'm renewed, I will tackle it with not just my mind, but with the help of myself. I'm not a spiritual orphan. I have me myself with me and so sleep is so important and I I request everyone who's listening to me who has even mild sleep issues to not let uh, the fact that Ayurveda is an ancient system of health and healing come in the way uh, I have tried to make it as, as sensible and as simple um, so that uh, in the 21st century as possible, so that it can be become a part and parcel of our everyday life, our everyday modern lives, and give us benefit. And finally, it talks about sex. Woohoo! I mean, yeah, India is the land which also gave the teachings on how to have great sex, which is the Kama Sutra. And when even if we read the Kama Sutra, we recognize how spiritual. And how deep was the thinking of the sages who told us that to have great sex, it's not just about having great sex, uh, you know, for those few minutes there uh, or those moments of, you know, mating or intimacy that we can have great sex. It's about empowered living. It is about having um, deep respect 
for our partner and expecting to receive that respect. So there is no abuse here uh, of any kind, including emotional, uh, you know, giving up on ourselves. And also there are these beautiful practices such as certain foods and recipes and certain um, oils and elixirs and herbs and flowers that can increase, um, you know, our uh, sexual experience. And Ayurveda was not a medicine, even though it's so deeply spiritual, it did not want to shame us. It wanted to rejoice the fact that humans are sexual beings because look at nature, all of nature is nothing but a sexual explosion. And this beauty and this charisma and this magnificence translates into the sexual act and it cannot be suppressed. It cannot be, you know, uh, moralized. It cannot be, um, you know, boxed, but it can be held through cycles of nature. And we can be told when is our best sexual, uh, when is our sexual peak, not only in terms of in what part of the day, but also which season would be optimum for making babies uh, or when is enhanced fertility going on in all of nature. And, you know, animals seem to know this, but we have forgotten it, Simran. So somewhere um, there was also a desire to make better babies to improve the progeny or the, the race, uh, so to say, so that there is optimum, um, you know, sperm count and sperm motility and also uh, the female eggs. There is food, actually, that we can eat or include in our palate that goes back and nourishes our eggs. So if uh, if young women were planning on conceiving a few years down the road or they wanted to protect their eggs, they could actually use Ayurveda's teachings uh, from my book on sexuality to actually eat foods that would help them uh, remain sexual, early potent and fertile for a longer time. So I feel that this science it recognizes me spiritually, it recognizes me uh, at the level of my mind, but it also recognizes my animal nature and it strengthens me instead of tying me down with fear. It asks me to celebrate myself and all of this leads to unimagined potent health. And finally, I'll conclude Simran by saying that when Students come to me when people come to me over these decades, thousands of people have come to me instead of just focusing on people's disease or their condition. I just start telling them how to eat, how to sleep and how to make love. Mm. And In any period of 24 <laughs> hours, there is a clock exactly. ticking. <clears throat> a clock that Ayurveda tells us to be mindful of because it maps energetic changes in the macrocosm with the change of time. We are asked to engage in life activities like sleeping, awakening, eating, and exercising in alignment with the macrocosmic energies and shifts. Ayurveda explains the reasons for the rhythm, and knowing the reasons helps us stay aligned with nature's clock. This book by Acharya Shanya is arranged according to the time of day, beginning with waking up and ending with falling asleep. There are three fundamental forces described by Ayurveda called the doshas, pitta, kapha, and veta. She describes the doshas at some length in, in the chapters and also goes into foods and different methodologies that can support you in stepping back into your natural lifestyle clock. Throughout life, from birth to death, it is the doshas that work nonstop to sustain the very process called life and what it takes to remain a living and functioning organism. 
You can find out more about Acharya Shunya and her book, Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, in addition to her online courses and retreats at her website, acharyashunya.com. We'll be right back after these messages. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111. 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. 1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly online publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. Engage with experts in topics of consciousness. Become enlightened, empowered, and energized. So you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, expanding the heart, and experiencing greater aliveness. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more out of life? Tired of settling in relationships, your career, health, or finances? Want to experience greater aliveness? I am Simran. I support people in listening to their conversations with the universe, the guiding signs, symbols, and synchronicity. I mentor people to anchor in trust, love, and confidence to live their heart's desires. Let me guide you in embracing the challenges and the obstacles so you embody and integrate the gifts they bring. No more human doings. You are here for being, bounteously and abundantly. Experience your soul's natural rhythm, your powerful essence. Don't shrink back any longer. Release the struggle. Learn how to let go. Create in different dimensions. Transform separateness, grief, anxiety, anger, and chaos into living your destiny. Connect with me at IamSimran.com. Live more freely, spontaneously, and joyfully. Don't conform. Live a life of courage. Let's start now. Through my online courses, mentoring programs, or one-on-one coaching, it's time to change your world. Connect at IamSimran.com. Are you an artist, healer, teacher, author, speaker, or coach? A wellness or holistic practitioner or energy worker? Maybe you want to be. Do you desire to serve the world, share your gifts, live your dreams? I am Simran, host of 1111 Talk Radio, and I invite you to the vision of oneness. Could you use a community of support, more financial flow with less effort? Would you like to receive so you have more to give? Be a world changer, world server, do-gooder. Be a new paradigm thinker and a conscious change agent. A part of a growing community creating collective streams of prosperity and wellness. By simply serving yourself, you serve others. Feel great, have more energy, sleep better, gently detox, lose unhealthy weight, and build strength. It's time for more freedom and financial flow. 
The vision of oneness embodies unconditional giving, commitment, simplicity, and receiving. We are a collective new way of being in commerce and creative cash flow. Learn more at thevisionofoneness.com. Register now and a member will help you begin today. Visionofoneness.com. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at imsimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. The rhythmic lifestyle of Ayurveda follows nature, and if you decide to live according to this lifestyle, you too will begin to feel supported by nature from within yourself. You can discover the deep nurturance that is always available in nature and gradually become one with the great natural rhythm. Ayurvedic principles are nature's own principles. Ayurveda is a medical science that is always in compliance with the laws of nature. Acharya Shunya, author of Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, addresses in her book, in her workshops, and her classes, how the diurnal, lunar, and solar rhythms impact your wellness. How there are three subtle matter states that regulate and sustain all of our bodily functions and psychology. How waking early before sunrise can jumpstart your whole mental, physical, and emotional health. How drinking cold water and other ice beverages may be damaging your constitution. How the Ayurvedic method for teeth cleaning using a twig actually works as well or better than modern dental care practices. How massaging with oils daily before bath and shower has profound health implications. Whether you are dealing with sleep issues, acne, prostate, or more diverse health issues, you can be in charge of your health simply by learning how to balance your own nature. Welcome back, Shunya. I want to talk a little bit about the doshas. Can you talk uh, about these fundamental forces and are we one of them? Are we all of them? How do they play a role in our life and do they have anything to do with our age? I know a lot of people are probably questioning some of those things, and I want to pack a lot in in this particular segment. And before you get into that little piece of it, talk a little bit about how we step into this lifestyle, especially in a world where we've created our own clock, where we've kind of put self-care to the side, and where it really has to be a devotional practice to be able to institute something like this. Yeah, these are great questions. And let me um, address your latter question first, Simran, which is about how do we unpack this lifestyle and how do we, um, you know, connect with some of the ancient teachings in our everyday modern lives? Um, it, you know, the, the answer that I have for everyone is that we can do cherry picking. We don't have to lead, a, you know, a lifestyle that is 100% uh, inclusive of every teaching that I will share in this book. I think it's like a Bible, but it's something we go back to. So, for example, if we are uh, wanting to have um, a better food, um, a better relationship with food, sleep, and sex, we could probably look up those sections and incorporate even a few things, a recipe, a certain food that we can in- 
incorporate in our day-to-day uh, life or a seasonal basis or if we could apply something on our body or drink a certain tea and we'll start experiencing the well-being all the people and the case studies that I mentioned in my book are, you know, regular people from our everyday lives, students, teachers, mothers, professionals, and none of them really have the time of the day to, um, you know, incorporate everything. But instead, what they do is they pick up three, four things and develop a relationship with those new practices and try to embody them in their day-to-day life. So, for example, marigolds. Let's just look at marigolds. Marigolds are not only a beautiful flower, but they are also a potent anti-inflammatory, you know, garden herb. And we can just take the fresh petals or the dry ones and occasionally make a hot tea with it. And that itself would reduce, you know, redness on the face and our tendency towards rashes and acne. So it's something you read about in the book or you learn from me. And then when you chance upon marigolds, you get an idea and you collect some of those petals and save them in a jar. And you, you know, you start drinking an herbal tea with marigolds, for example. It's non-invasive in our day-to-day life. We actually save money because we don't have to buy now more exotic tea. It's fragrant and it's, you know, it's very nice to drink and it calms the whole being. So here's an example that in an ordinary course of things, we would never have thought that marigolds is something we can, you know, um, make a tea out of or even add as a garnish to our food. So we make pasta or we make a vegetable stir fry. We add some of these brilliant petals and people not only say, wow, your food looks great, but we're actually helping ourselves. So these are very simple ways of incorporating Ayurveda into our life. And I would say that I am still incorporating just a few more things in my life. In my next decade of life, I want to, you know, master one or two more things. So it's a very slow process, but at every step, we feel grateful and we feel glad that we are working with Ayurveda. We are connected to a body of wisdom and we're not just, you know, kind of finding what to do next and making up our new rules. We can connect with something that's eternal, that's been helpful and that's been known to deliver results. That's great. Um, In answering your second question, I would just say that the doshas are um, basically energy states they are invisible but they are very intelligent according to Ayurveda and they do a lot of work within us and they do three different kinds of work so Vata Dosha uh, is connected with air and space so it's like um, it relates with motion so whether it's the thoughts whether it's the blinking of the eye or the movement of the esophagus and ejection or evacuation elimination within our body or the movement of the cells Everything is regulated by Vata Dosha. When it is working fine, all is well. We don't even think about all the different ways our body is in subtle and gross movement. But when it is not working, each of that movement becomes a question mark. So we may or may not eliminate properly or on time or too, we might eliminate too much. We might have hiccups. Our eyes might start twitching. We might uh, have too many thoughts and become restless and feel anxious. Our heartbeat may go up. 
uh, every motion of our um, of our joints may be may hurt us or be question mark so we want this vata dosha to remain in balance similarly if we are we are all born with one or the other dosha so if we are dominant uh, and when we are born we are dominant in vata dosha then not only will be we be very much prone and adaptable to motion so we might quickly change our mind uh, quickly adapt to new ideas and new situations but we may even move physically with speed and dexterity and that might be our personality so that's you know pretty great um but uh, there is one more dosha which is more fiery and hot known as pitta dosha p i t t a and pitta and uh, dosha evokes that fire within us in the fire of knowing so are, we are pretty smart we can you know we we surprise ourselves with our acumen mental acumen we problem solve easily and we also digest food and we metabolize large amounts of stuff that we are eating or thinking into thoughts ideas as well as tissue so we're a burning machine we're doing that but when it's in excess within us and it can cause heat inflammation heartburn anger and even irritability <laughs> if we are dominant in this dosha when we are born versus the other two then pitta will make us pretty sharp eyed sharp thinking keen minded people and we are we don't tolerate heat really well so we might get out of the sauna super quickly try and stay out of the sun intuitively uh we like to stay more in the shade and we like to stay cool so we somewhat dread summers and welcome winters and in our mind we might be very creative very sharp but uh you know we might have a slight tendency towards controlling things or feeling irritable so some of us may identify with that dosha and finally there is a third dosha simran known as kapha k a p h a which comes from earthiness and watery and earthy energy it's the heaviest energy and in our body it creates for structure support um lubrication and immunity and good health actually so uh, when it's uh, when it's in good proportion within our body we feel that we feel strong and we have the right amount of fat and muscles we are not too thin either it's just it's a good steadying the energy but in excess it can create weight gain heaviness and emotional excess and even depression and sadness and grief that we can't seem to get out of so that's a lot of heaviness um so again we wanted to be in the right balance and by leading the lifestyle these doshas will not be in excess but they would be in balance and what we thought was depression was really just excess kapha so we can eat a li- we can eat foods or lead a lifestyle that would balance it we might be thinking that we have an anger problem or we have too many rashes or we have feel too hot and we're having a hot flash but really it's just pitta and we can eat cooling foods and follow the lifestyle that would help balance out pitta similarly we might be having joint pain or anxiety and we might think oh my god i think i need a knee surgery but thousands of people simply balance vata and say goodbye to surgeries and you know anti arthritic painkillers and things like that it's just vata dosha and even they get off of you know anxiety pills because they don't have anxiety anymore so this is really great news and in terms of knowing our personality it's helpful it's just one more window 
on knowing ourselves. We are not just the doshas. We are everything. We are the sun, moon, wind, consciousness, God. We are everything. But it's helpful to see which doshas are weaving our outer body and our superficial mind because then we tend to get, we see how nature has composed us with its, you know, paints and its own brush. So I love that. I love these portraits made by doshas. It's just one more way of understanding who we are. So, for example, when I look at myself, uh, I have enough fire in me, uh, pitta. So I'm, I'm, you know, I have a great memory, and I'm. I think I'm. I have a quite a, you know, sharp mind, and uh, I am. And my second dosha, which seems to play a role in me, is kapha, which is heaviness. So I have a, I've been, you know, I was a 10-pound baby and I've always had, uh, you, know, uh, um, you know, richness in my body. Obesity is an imbalance, but richness, fullness, I'm a full woman and I don't well, have... Well, we are, we are definitely, yeah. <laughs> we are getting the richness of Sonia today and I invite you to experience more of her in her book, Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom. I could talk more and more with her, and there's so much in here that can support you. Ayurveda teaches us that true health is our birthright, and that by artfully adapting to the rhythms of nature, we can restore ourselves to balance and experience optimal well-being. In Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom, internationally renowned Ayurvedic healer, teacher, and scholar, Acharya Shunya teaches us to live in a way that supports our greatest health through daily ritual, nourishing food, spiritual practice, and self-care. There is a treasury of Ayurvedic lifestyle teachings and wellness practices for every part of your day. You can find out more at acharyashunya.com. Join me next week for my guest, Renee Starr, as we talk about goddess wisdom. Until then, in love, of love, with love, and as love, I am Simran. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.